Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Happy New Year. I am so happy to be here in the year 2022. I think a lot of Americans are done with 2021. So here in 2022, we have a lot to talk about today. Today, we'll talk about the New Year's resolutions for patriots. You will love these. Uh, House Democrats censor speech and establish religion and Twitter deplatforms Dr. Malone, the mRNA inventor. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. And hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. I decided in the First Five today to talk about New Year's resolutions. And I know a lot of us have annual, like perennial New Year's resolutions, such as lose 10 pounds, uh, exercise more, uh, be neater, or some other kind of thing like that. Um, you know, whatever your kind of routine ones are, we all have them, we recommit to every year. What I want to talk about is unique place we are in America in the year 2022 and in 2022, how much is at stake in America and what I, these are my New Year's resolutions for Patriots, or as I said, and what you're going to see Ziggy's going to put up for a moment, we can look at together for thinkers, leaders, and doers. And that slogan, thinkers, leaders, and doers, that's really who summarizes that those words summarize the kind of people who listen to my show, the kind of patriots needed in this country to stand up and speak up for America. And it's also the uh, annual summit that I hold. We'll have our third annual summit coming up this fall on October 15th. But that's think, thinkers, leaders, and doers. That's what who are needed to be on board uh, in the fight to preserve freedom in America. So the New Year's resolutions, fight like it's 1776 for freedom, get engaged, understand America is not in a time or place of traditional political back and forth compromise. The radical left cabal that now rules in DC intends the fundamental transformation, which is the destruction of America. Every piece of their agenda says so, We'll talk about that all throughout this year. Number two, refuse to live under or play along with their lies. One lie of the left, there is no evidence of outcome changing election fraud in 2020. This is a lie. We've proved that and talked about that in the show many times. It is still true. January 6th was an insurrection against a duly elected government. That is a lie. It was not an insurrection. It was a protest. And here in America, at least last time I checked, the Constitution still permitted Americans to engage in protests. The tiny number of people who engaged in violent conduct on that day, January 6th, have been or are being prosecuted. The vast majority were engaged in a protest, which is not an insurrection. Number three, there is no evidence that the COVID vaccines are dangerous. This is a bold-faced, bold-faced, dangerous lie. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. I'm relating to Dr. Malone, what he had to say about the vaccines, especially with respect to children. And the federal government's response to COVID has followed the science. This is a lie. And the reason I say refuse to live under or play along with lies, much of the way the left gets power not just in America, but tactics they use around the world is this idea they state something as a premise, as a given, as a truth, and then every bit of policy that they propose flows from it. If the premise is false, as the premise is false in many, many things they claim, there is no reason the rest of us sane people have to debate the issues or play along with the argument they've made, the arguments they're making based on their false premise. Next New Year's resolution slide, please. Recognize the fundamental attacks on America and freedom. Please understand, when I talk about fundamental attacks on America and freedom, you know, I could be talking about, you know, a border invasion, uh, which we do have at the southern border. But I want you to understand that the actions of the left and the issues we're facing, the conduct of the left, the issues they argue, these are fundamental attacks on America. Here's my top list, you may have more. Election fraud. If we do not, as we sit here today in the beginning of 2022, I love that number, 2022, we have not really resolved the election fraud issues that America faces. We'll talk about that many, many times throughout this year. But if you don't get election fraud fixed, if you don't return to election integrity, 
you have nowhere to go in terms of having a free country where we have the system created by our founders, where we the people, we govern by the election system and we govern by electing our government. So election fraud, border control versus abandonment, obvious attack on the fundamental idea of America if you don't import, enforce the southern border. COVID as an excuse to take away your freedom. This is another fundamental attack. It's a vehicle the left is using to take away your freedom. Radical climate agenda and the Green New Deal. You simply will not believe what the left has in mind in the Green New Deal should they only get their way. Uh, pieces of it were actually in the infrastructure bill that did pass, much more to come. But understand the climate agenda itself is intended. It is intended to take away your freedom under the guise of protecting the climate. And what we are also watching out of the cabal running things in Washington, the loss of free speech, assembly, press, religious freedom. These are things just, just out of the playbook of the American left. We're losing all those things while they tell you all these things are really being done to protect you. Washington, as in George, and Lincoln, as in Abraham, uh, Churchill, as in Winston. Washington, Lincoln, Churchill's advice, pray, get engaged, never give up. One more page on the New Year's resolutions, and that is this. America, truth, and freedom are worth fighting for. Victory was not assured in 1776 or in 1861, which is the start of the Civil War, or in 1942, which was the start of World War II. It is not assured in 2022. Victory for the right is not assured, but defeat really is assured if patriots won't stand up and fight to preserve America. As the patriots at Project Veritas say at the beginning of everything they do, every video, do something. Teach, inform, write, call, help a good candidate, just speak up. As Washington, Lincoln, and Churchill's advice was, pray, get engaged, never give up. And those are my New Year's resolutions for 2022 for Patriots. Add your own and a bunch of your personal ones, but the idea this is the year to be engaged, to make a difference, to study the issues, to understand the issues so you do understand what's happening in this country. This is your year. I hope we, I know actually, I know millions of Patriots are rising up around this country being part of the fight to preserve and protect America, the most extraordinary experiment in human liberty ever to bless this earth. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five on this first show in the new year in 2022. Before I go to my next topic, I just want to mention to you, if you enjoy this show, we have some big changes coming. I want to explain them to you before we launch into the rest of the show. Number one is we've had a membership package in the show. And basically the deal was you would pay the very tiny membership fee and it gave you the ability to listen to our Thursday show. Our Thursday show, the show is four days a week, Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. Central Time. And the Thursday show was for members. And that was really just a way to entice people to join. I appreciate every one of you has joined. I so, I so do. But I'll tell you, probably the number one topic in all the emails I get from listeners is, I am not a member. I really wish you'd make all shows available for everyone. Plus, I will tell you that I've gone out of my way on our Thursday shows to invite especially strong thought leaders, activists. So I understand that people want to see the Thursday shows. So the new year, new deal for membership of the American Academy Talk is this. We're going to continue our membership program. We're going to step it up. We have an email going out tonight to our existing members and to many other groups of supporters, people who've emailed, people who have joined in at, uh, the summits and the conferences we've hosted over the last couple of years, inviting your membership, but the membership package uh, will still be $50 a year, 5-0, practically free. It is no big deal. I'm gonna guess for every listener to this show to pay a one-time $50 for one year. And what that will get you are discounts on the uh, summits we hold. We're gonna have our big fall summit in Dallas, plus we have a spring one or more single issue mini summits. I uh, get discounted price on those, discounted price on these incredibly really fun um, uh, new products that we're coming up with. Just, and they, they, really, they do tout my show, but they really tout your commitment when you, have, when you see the products we're going to have, you see the slogans on them, the things you can buy, uh, they'll be reasonably priced, but on those, every one of those products we're going to sell is a message that tells your friends you're a friend of freedom. You love freedom, you want freedom, you want America to fight for freedom. And there's, so there'll be products coming up, members get a discount on those, of a special membership section of the new website, the website's being redone, there will be a special segment of the new website for members only with some 
some uh, blog posts we write and other things we do that are not available to the general public. It's still a great deal to spend $50 a year to be a member of this show, and it frankly helps keep this uh, beautiful studio and this operation rolling. So I appreciate your support so very much if you will join. And we also, uh, for this show, accept donations. And so on the homepage, americacanwetalk.org, you can hit that donate button. We had a couple of very uh, generous donations at the end of the year last year. We would so welcome your donations. Uh, please know, still as of today, January of 2022, I love saying that year, 2022. I've still never, since doing this show since 2014, I have not taken a salary. I do this show out of love of America. I put, as my husband points out, I used to be a litigator at a major law firm. My husband points out, I work harder at this show than I ever did as a litigator in a major law firm because I think this show and my, the mission of my show and many others who are in this battle for America, that mission is so vitally important. It is just my, my way of stepping up and serving. The other way you can support this show, I want to mention to you this product and I want you to just listen to what I'm saying about it and then you can look at, uh, investigate it yourself. So there's a product, a new product is not available in stores, not available anywhere else except online from the manufacturers. And it's a drink product called H2Bev or HydroShot. So this is what it looks like. This is the lemon lime flavor, the three flavors. Um, and this is not sold any grocery store, any big, big box store anywhere else but online. And the HydroShot uh, deal is that the reason this product is unique, it has infused hydrogen. Hydrogen is actually in the drink and up until these clever people developed a way to infuse the hydrogen so that it did not dissipate and did not dissolve, what they did by infusing it is make a product that is, and I will tell you what they say about it, HydroShop is a molecular hydrogen enriched water along with natural supplements. Oh, look at that beautiful. Thank you very much, Mr. Becker, my wonderful producer. Um, so right there, you see a picture. That's the lemon lime flavor. There's a couple other flavors. Uh, but you can see on what they're showing you there, um, what this pro you can purchase the product. Uh, you can go to their website, um, h2bev.com, h2bev.com. Use the promo code DebbieG, and you get 10% off your order. Now, I'll tell you why I like this product, this infused hydrogen deal. Uh, they actually say right on the can, increase performance, endurance, and focus. I know there are professional athletes who regularly order this. I'm not to name their names, so I won't, but professional athletes who drink this. And it is a drink that is just truly amazing. I do in the morning. I drink a can before I have anything else, before I have coffee or my morning yogurt or anything else. Drink a can of this, let, kind of let it dissolve 20 minutes in your system. But the deal on hydrogen is, um, it is actually intended, um, the, the products intend to uh, increase blood flow, stimulate brain function, and provide energy. It's actually energy and, I swear, mental focus. Hy this hydrogen um, is, uh, because it's in the drink, infused in the drink, um, it is one of the, um, it's the smallest molecule in the universe. Um, and it is, a, is the smallest, hydrogen is the smallest antioxidant that there is, is an antioxidant. And the reason I even know about this drink, I'll tell you is because one time after um, I had a really bad case of the flu and my husband and I kind of both did, anyway, we weren't feeling very well. And I was telling a doctor friend of mine, you know, just kind of cannot get my energy back. I mean, I'm feeling better. I don't have a, I can't. And he said, I'm telling you, this is a product you will love. So he just told me he had heard about it. He tried it and he drinks it every day as does one of his children. So I'm telling you to try this. This is a way to support the show. Order HydroShot. You will be happy you did. If you don't like it, you get one little case at home. I think it's, I don't know, it's 12 or 16 cans in the case. You don't like it, don't order it again. I love it and I drink it every morning and I urge you to do that too. Honestly, I feel like I have energy, more energy, more clarity early morning. It's probably why I arrive at this show so wound up. That's not really true. I arrive at this show wound up long before I knew about this, but HydroShot, a way to support this show because I get a small remittance to me every time people put in Debbie G in the promo code. The end on H2Bev. One last thing before we turn to the um, rest of the show. Um, I really do want to say that I do this show out of love of America. And I say things on this show that are designed to inspire, inform, really send people to websites and sources of information that they may not find if they just follow mainstream media. 
I became aware, I mean, I have been aware, of course, a long time, but became aware again over the holidays. Uh, you know, we just had a great break over Christmas and New Year's. And I talked to some young people who aren't so conservative. And I, I was rethinking something I've said in speeches over time, which is, you know, we can, conservatives who love America, love freedom, love the Constitution, love the Declaration of Independence, recognize the danger America faces from the leftist cabal that has taken over Washington, the influences of China in our country and the Chinese Communist Party in our country. We recognize the danger in this country. There are a, as a mass of young people, and, and maybe people of all ages, but I was talking to some more youthful people over the Christmas break, and you know, as is true of everyone on the planet Earth, you don't know what you don't know. You just don't know what you don't know. So I can speak in terms on this show where I'm speaking to a well-informed audience, an inspired audience, an audience who cares about America. And I say things from the bottom of my heart and you know, earnestly and seriously without any hesitation. I speak truth about America and I don't apologize for it. But depending on to whom you're speaking, because I'm always urging you to speak up. I had my little resolution thing ending. I was speak up for America. You really have to recognize some people can't receive or process the truth of things that you learn on this show, the, the truth of things that you learn by reading and learning. They're kind of down here and, and they are not stupid. I'm talking about very bright people, well-educated people, thoughtful, kind-hearted, good people who have no idea what is happening to their country. They are the, you know, I use the expression, the kumbaya kind of liberals. They just think somehow the government was better or perfect, that everything will be fixed and everything will be fine. And that's what they really think. They actually think that they're just kind of waiting for the right government to come along, the right president, the right governor, the right senators and all that, and everything can be perfect. And they don't realize the sinister nature of the ideology that underlies what the left is doing. They don't see it. They don't, for example, with COVID, they assume that COVID must be this, you know, pandemic of the century because otherwise, you know, the, the government wouldn't be shutting everything down. It's very hard for them to process the reality that there are actually very serious and sinister motives not apparent on the surface. And I'm getting at saying, I endlessly encourage people and encourage you to stand up and speak up for America. But there are, and, and there are radical committed leftists, such as, you know, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, lots of other radical committed leftists. They would have, there's no reason to talk to them. There's no reason to try to persuade them. There's no reason to try to inform them because they actually are on board with the radical left agenda. They are completely on board. No point in trying to persuade them. But the percentage of Americans who fall in that category of actually radically leftist Americans who want the destruction of the Bill of Rights, who want the destruction of uh, the, the way our whole system works, who want to have government control everything in your life, it's a tiny percentage of Americans. There's a large mass of Americans who love freedom. They see what's happening. And there are a lot of people in America who just don't see it, who don't understand, who don't have time or pay attention or care enough or they're not inclined to follow politics. They're the ones, those are the sweet pot spot, the low hanging fruit that we in the conservative movement need to be talking to, embracing, you know, just saying, well, you know, I mean, sharing facts about COVID as one example, share facts about COVID. If you know, XYZ is true, you know, then why, uh, you know, uh, if these percentages of deaths from COVID and, and from the vaccines are true, you know, why would they still be pushing the vaccines? You can find techniques to talk to people at every level of understanding, but be inspired to do that. They, they are actually people who need to be informed, who will be blessed by what you speak up and say about America and help them understand. Okay, so now that's kind of my end of my first five. I did a little longer. I want to be sure and put those points in. Uh, we're going to talk about a very quick bill. I want to mention House Democrats censor speech and establish religion. I want to remind you in our happy constitution why I use the word establish religion. So in the First Amendment, the very First Amendment, the U.S. Constitution, you all likely know, says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Respecting an establishment of religion. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And throughout uh, Supreme Court jurisprudence history, there is always a, a tug, a battle between, you know, what, whether state 
authorized conduct or state conduct or federal government conduct, you know, is it, are, are they establishing a religion by permitting certain things or, or, and or when they do certain things, are they stepping on the toes of the free exercise of religion? And there's been, it's a, you know, I could rant up at great length about the uh, case in the Supreme Court where that battle was, and there's ongoing battle about trying, because what's happened under the rise of leftism in this country, even in the judiciary, the Supreme Court has been more likely to find that any friendly gesture toward religion, any friendly gesture toward religion, uh, constitutes an establishment of religion and is therefore unconstitutional. And therefore, has tended to because the Supreme Court has been extreme in finding the slightest bit of friendliness toward religion as an establishment clause violation, they have necessarily trampled on the free exercise clause, the notion that they're also, government's not supposed to step on your free exercise. So that's a current issue before the Supreme Court. We have uh, experts joining the show throughout the year talking about these kind of cases. But what I want to talk about is something that passed in Washington, passed the U.S. House. Uh, it was a bill proposed by uh, the Muslim radical socialist leftist member of Congress from the state of Minnesota, Ilhan Omar. She is the one who's uh, much about her life has come into question, whether she actually entered America legally, whether she was, I mean, a whole bunch of things. But Ilhan Omar um, is from uh, Minneapolis area, um, and she is a member of Congress, and she had pushed this bill in previous Congresses. And the bill essentially, uh, they call the bill Combating International Islamophobia Act. Combating International Islamophobia Act. And I want to tell you a quick story before I get back to this. The left is masterful, masterful. They are just leagues ahead of the conservatives in not only coming up with catchphrases that people latch onto and say, oh yeah, 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 who would be against that? They, they establish catchphrases to lure people into seeing things from their perspective. And they establish those with the intent of duping people into not realizing what they're doing and to duping people into silence and to being silenced about whatever the issue is. And one example, I mean, it will forever stay with me. So my husband and I and our uh, three, three sweet children um, lived in the Washington DC area before we moved to Texas. We came to Texas in the year 2000 and we love it here. But we lived in Washington, D.C. area for four years. And that happened to be the four years, among the four years, that Bill Clinton was president. So Bill Clinton's president, you know, which was not my choice, but anyway, he's president. And uh, there became a phrase that was really, really popular that the media, I mean, the Clinton White House put it out. Hillary Clinton started, I think she was the source of it, this phrase. It was called, she would say, Clinton bashing. There's just Clinton bashing. And so the media picks it up. And so almost instantaneously, after Bill Clinton became president, any critique, any criticism, any question about Bill Clinton, his personal conduct, his behavior, the legislation he was pushing, a speech he gave, anything he did, if you dare to criticize it, you would be accused of Clinton bashing. And it became like the, the media was so proud to have a term to say, well, I'm not going to quote Clinton bashers. I'm not going to humor that. They're Clinton bashers. So we had these friends living in Washington, D.C. at the time we were living there. And they were, you know, really strong Christians, conservatives. And I made some comment. We were out to dinner with them. And I made some comment about some, I don't even know what it was, some legislation that Clinton wanted or Bill Clinton wanted. And the husband and the family goes, oh, well, I, I don't engage in Clinton bashing. I mean, seriously. And I realize how powerful this tool is that the left uses. They come up with a term like Clinton bashing. And when I got to the substance of what, back to my dinner with our friends, substance of what I was saying, he's like, well, of course, yeah, I agree with you. I said, okay, that's not Clinton bashing. You're actually allowed to point out that Clinton is a pretty, uh, you know, he is the most, um, what's a good word for him? You know, something you can say in polite company. Uh, he's He's not committed to monogamy. How about that? You know, to start with, not a committed monogamist and a whole lot of other things. But whatever I was saying, the husband, the family goes, yeah, yeah, you're right. So keep that in mind, Clinton bashing. This term of Islamophobia, the left has come up with, and the Marxists um, who back the American left has come up with this term um, of Islamophobia. And the idea of it is, if you question anything about Islam, that you're phobic. 
Okay, there's real things to be phobic about, which means afraid of, irrationally afraid of. You know, you can be phobic about, you know, spiders, um, you know, nuclear war. I don't know. You can be phobic about a lot of things. But the left came up with this term, especially the Muslim activists, the, uh, frankly, the Sharia-supporting Muslim activists came up with Islamophobia. And what they, it's a term designed, just like Clinton bashing was, a term designed to tell Americans, you're not allowed to talk about this. You may not talk about this at all. What we've decided, you can't criticize Clinton at all. So any criticism constitutes Clinton bashing. And Islamophobia, you can't question anything about Islam. You can't even point out that the majority of terror attacks in the world are committed by jihadists acting on the interpretation they have of Islam. You can't even point that out. You can't even talk about, you know, we have all sorts of reports of violent conduct by Muslim immigrants in formerly uh, uh, majority Christian Western European countries. You can't even, the entire news report will spell out a story and not mention why the terror attack occurred when everyone reading it realizes, oh, it's a recent immigrant from a Muslim-majority country who obviously committed a terrorist attack. But you can't even talk about that because you'd be Islamophobic. So now let me forward to. So Ilhan Omar seized on the incident that happened in the Capitol uh, where Congresswoman Lauren Boebert was getting into an elevator. Uh, she's telling a story, at some, she's giving a speech someplace, making remarks, and she was telling a story about being in the Capitol Hill and she said she had you know, stepped into a, an elevator in Capitol Hill, and then Ilhan Omar got on in the same elevator, and there's somebody else too, like Boebert's assistant or someone. Anyway, uh, Ilhan Omar got in the elevator, and so the joke Lauren Boebert said was, so I looked around the elevator, and I realized, well, I don't see any backpacks, so I guess we're okay. She's obviously making reference to uh, terror attacks, how bombs are often put up, used by uh, jihadists around the world, including in America, when they commit attacks, they hide explosive devices in backpacks. So she, Bobert, was just you know pilloried for this comment, for this you know alleged humor, and you know, it was probably not the smartest thing she ever said. Although I think she's really um, quite, uh, she's uh, outspoken. I really like her. I think she's got her values in the right place. But anyway. Hillary for making this comment, and Ilhan Omar seized on this incident to push again a bill she'd previously pushed, which essentially is called Combating International Islamophobia Act. The reason I want to talk about that is this. Islamophobia is a made-up construct. It's a made-up term. It's a term just like Clinton bashing, designed to tell you nothing, you're not allowed to say anything that is that any Muslim might find offensive, otherwise you're phobic. But it's, it goes deeper than that, and I want to share with you, uh, and I, I can't read the whole article to you today, but I want to urge you to read it yourself. If you go to our website, americacanwetalk.org, on the homepage under shows, drop down list of links. On that homepage, uh, and the list of links is a, a, a link to this article, uh, is, and it is entitled, Traitorous Democrats unanimously vote with IS, Al-Qaeda, and MV. IS is Islamic State, Islamic State, you know, Al-Qaeda is a terror organization, Muslim Brotherhood, another terror organization. So, but what this article does, and I, why I want you to read it is, the article traces, it traces the use of the term Islamophobic and the mission of the Islamic majority countries to push the idea that any insult of Islam should be criminal. You can't insult Islam. You certainly can't uh, insult the prophet, the founder of Islam, Muhammad. You can't insult Sharia. And Sharia, if you, we haven't talked about this topic, I think in like two years on this show, but Sharia is Islamic law. You shouldn't call it Sharia law because the word Sharia includes the term law. If you say Sharia law, it's like, well, it's like saying Sharia law law. But anyway, Sharia is Islamic law premised on the writings of the uh, both the, of many writings of the founder of Islam and later uh, writers who expanded upon what Islamic law. But Sharia is understood by uh, devout Muslims to be the only right source of law. And Sharia is the goal of not just violent jihadists, but serious Islamic clerics, people who teach in public in charter schools in America, teach in the, in the Islamic schools in America, uh, 
mosques around the world, you have the mosques, the imams teaching that Sharia is the only real law. And in many countries, and we've been over this in other shows, but the, when they do polling, many devout Muslims believe Sharia should be imposed on everyone in their country, even non-Muslims. And so and Sharia, just in shorthand terms, has more rules than you could possibly memorize. And Sharia is barbaric. It is uncivilized. It is a, you know, should you stone to death someone who commits adultery? I'm going to guess most Americans would say, no, actually, we don't stone to death people who commit adultery. You know, you might want to divorce your spouse if he or she commits adultery, but we don't stone people to death. In Sharia, that's exactly the remedy. And that's just one example of thousands and thousands cutting off the hands of people who commit theft. That's in Sharia. That when countries do that, you read this in Islamic majority countries, you think they still do that? They cut off people? Oh yeah, they do. And it's from Sharia. So understand when Islamophobia, the term Islamophobia comes floating out of Johanna Omar's mouth. She's not talking about just trying to make sure everyone's nice to each other. This is what the uh, Muslim apologists on the kind of kumbaya, ignorant people want to convince America. This is all about just accepting everybody. Can't we just accept everyone? What's key in this article, what I want you to read about is the language of the bill parallels the language of the Cairo Declaration, parallels the language of the Cairo Declaration, which is essentially the, the uh, Muslim countries of the world spouting off what they think the law should be. And they describe, let me um, tell you among the many things they talk about. And the UN, by the way, the Cairo Declaration on Human Rights and Islam was an official document in, in the UN starting in 1993. And that resulted from the 19th Islamic Conference of Foreign Ministers. Um, and this, <laughs> I mean, it's so absurd. Every, they spell all sorts of nice sounding things ending with, there shall be no crime or punishment except as provided for in Sharia. So Sharia, Islamic law, barbaric uh, and brutal, unforgiving, dark, harsh, Sharia is what they're pushing. And so when you're pushing for talking about Islamophobia and you can't slander Islam and you can't slander Muslims, you're bringing in what the Islamic majority countries are pushing, which is Sharia. You gotta read this to understand. I am not saying that the Democrats in Washington, D.C. intended to support Sharia. I'm saying they unintentionally did support Sharia. They unintentionally, ignorantly, and due to political correctness and being pushed around by the Islamic, um, you know, I don't even know what to call them, you know, the Ilhan Omar, the Islamic uh, push to bring Islam and spread it around the world, they got duped into voting for this, not recognizing they are advancing the, Islamic, the, the Islamic agenda. And if you think this is too harsh, if you're thinking, well, you know, but Islam is a, a minority religion in America, and it is widely misunderstood. Okay, well, what about if the Christian members of, this, of the United States Senate put together a bill that said nobody can insult Christianity. No one can insult Christianity. No one can insult, I mean, I mean no one can say anything bad about what any Christian pastor or priest says. No one can mock Christianity. I mean, it's absurd that the left spends half their time attacking Christianity. It is what the, the, the anti-American cabal of the left does, attacking the Christian foundation of this country. They wouldn't think of supporting a bill that would support and recognize that Christians can never be criticized. Christianity can never be criticized. Christianity must be followed. This bill is really, really dangerous. And so it got through the House mostly because of ignorance. It was introduced in the Senate by Cory Booker, I think. I, didn't, I think Cory Booker introduced it in the Senate. Hopefully it goes nowhere. But you have to understand, the Western European countries that we used to look to, they, they were actually kind of the foundation of Western civilization, you know, brought based on Christianity and more um, and the worldview of Christianity and the recognition of rights of the individuals, that whole Western uh, European, you know, kind of home of Western civilization upon which America was based, many countries in Europe have been overtaken by this Islamic ideology seeping its way in. In fact, we had a woman on the show numerous times, Elizabeth Savadich Wolf, a European woman from the country of Austria who was going around 
making speeches in Austria trying to explain the dangers of Sharia. That's what she was doing, understanding, because Austria, like many Western European countries, had, had accepted a large number of Islamic refugees from a variety of countries. So these people came from Islamic majority countries, came into Austria, assumed they can spread their Islamic dominance in those countries. And so she's trying to warn people, you know, you, this is really dangerous. You don't want to be submitting to Sharia. You don't want to be agreeing that Sharia is okay here. And she was actually prosecuted under the laws of Austria, these formerly Western civilization country, prosecuted under their laws for defaming Islam. You can't insult Islam. There's no law, nothing like this applies to, you know, is ever prosecuted as applied to insulting Christianity or Judaism. It's only Islam. And many, many scholars, Western scholars, students of Islam have, have pointed out this is a seeping way in which Sharia is spread into countries. The presumption that Islam can never be in, insulted. Islam can't be questioned. Uh, every other religion can, but we, that the imposition of the ideas of those who were devout followers of Islam, which is you can never insult Sharia, you can't challenge Sharia, you can't challenge Muhammad, you can't challenge, you can't challenge anything with Islam, which is for the followers of Islam, their choice, I guess, if they want to follow Islam. But that's the danger of this kind of bill, is in America, uh, having Congress pass this. Now, the bill, at least the portion I read, was talking about having this be uh, coming out of the State Department and, and America being among the um, countries that would be leading in the effort to expose Islamophobia around the world, the non-existent Islamophobia. Anyway, more to, more to go on that, but I want to be sure and introduce that story. Okay, last thing I want to talk about today um, it has to do with the... Um, uh, deplatforming a Dr. Uh, Malone. And I was going to mention to you, Dr. Robert Malone was on my show in December. Uh, I think I have the uh, December 2nd. You can go back on our website, americacanbetalk.org. One of his big pitches at that time, Dr. Malone, was uh, that the, there should be no forced vaccination for children using the COVID vaccines because they're dangerous. What I want to do at this point in the show is I want to play uh, what ha so here's what happens. So Dr. Malone, by the way, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. You understand traditional vaccines like we all know about, you know, polio and measles and all the vaccines that many children get in America and around the world um, are vaccines, meaning that you you get the shot and you aren't going to get the disease. It, it's, a, it's a truly preventive. You don't get measles and mumps and chicken pox and, and, and polio because you've had the vaccine. And that's one, that's a real vaccine. mRNA, the, the technology behind uh, the vaccines being imposed on, or being used around America on many people is not a traditional vaccine. As we're discovering by these astounding rates of people becoming infected with COVID after having the vaccine, dying from COVID after they've had the vaccine, dying from the vaccines. So Malone is trying to issue a warning. I'm gonna play the warning or ask Mr. Becker, there's one moment to do that, but I wanna say about that is this. So Dr. Malone, inventor of mRNA, himself vaccinated, trying to lead the charge to say, you can't have, uh, you, we should not be vaccinating children, there's no need to. He did, uh, he'd had that, um, a, a very strongly worded interview on YouTube and he's now, and, and on YouTube and Twitter and such, he's now been permanently deplatformed, banned from Twitter. Not just that he, they took this down, banned from Twitter. Now, you do realize that there are Islamic jihadists who post on Twitter. There are people around the world who are tyrannical evildoers who post on Twitter. But a, a doctor in America who invented mRNA, who's warning about it, that's taken down by Twitter. I'm going to ask Mr. Becker to play this uh, little po this uh, clip. By Do it's very, very important. Listen to what he has to say by Dr. Robert Malone. It's their reproductive system. And most importantly, this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreversible. Hold on, we didn't get to the very beginning. I'm sorry if we didn't, but uh, it was supposed to start almost, I think it was like zero one five minute was right at the beginning. He's in the middle of saying what he's saying, what you're, and I'd rather just play the whole clip. It's fine just to play the whole clip. I'm only cutting out because you got to hear what he's saying in the beginning about these vaccines and kids. 
Before you inject your child a decision that is irreversible, I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine, which is based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. There are three main issues that parents need to understand before they take this irrevocable decision. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. These organs include their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and most importantly, this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreparable. They cannot be reversed. You can't fix the lesions within their brains. You cannot repair heart tissue scarring. You cannot repair a genetically reset immune system. And this vaccine can cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations of your family. The second thing you need to know is about the fact that this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks associated with this new technology. The harms and risk from new medicines often become revealed many years later. I ask you to ask yourself as a fellow parent, if you want your child to be part of the most radical experiment in human history. One final point. The reason they're giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie. Your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. It's actually the opposite. Their immunity after getting COVID is critical to save your family, if not the world, from this disease. Finally, in summary, there's no benefit for your children or your family to be vaccinating your children against the small risks of the virus, given the known health risks of the vaccine that is apparent you and your children may have to live with for the rest of your lives. The risk benefit analysis is not even close with this vaccine for children. As a parent and grandparent, my strong recommendation to you is to resist and fight to protect your children. Okay, I want you to think about why a doctor like that, inventor of mRNA, you know, renowned, respected, why would he go on in any public interview and say those kind of things if they weren't true? I really, really want you to urge, to urge you to think about that. Because he is being, what happened, of course, they took him down from Twitter, and, you know, of course, there's just mountains, mountains of, you know, tsunami of criticism and complaint and mocking. You know, the left is so good at mocking, and you've had, you know, Dr. Fauci out of Washington and numerous other alleged establishment medical people, um, you know, just, just don't ignore that person over there, ignore that noise over there. But actually think for yourself. He's not making money saying this. He, I mean, he's not making any money. He's not becoming, uh, going to be led into a, a position of leadership or, you know, he's not earning his way up into a, a big position. The only answer to why he's saying these things is because he seriously, earnestly, truly believes them. And consider 
This is a doctor who could just stay silent, as many doctors are, and let the medical establishment roll, do what they want to do, no, not be the one who's getting ridiculed. He's risking his entire professional reputation, as are others on, uh, in the movement to try to wake America up and warn us about the vaccines. The people who work for and speak for uh, the American Frontline Doctors Organization, Dr. Simone Gold, these people warning about the vaccines, they have nothing to gain. The people pushing the vaccines, the Dr. Fauci, the FDA, the CDC, they have a lot to gain. They have investment from and returns from the pharmaceutical industry. And yet we sit here at the start of 2022, where we have this push, this impossibly overwhelming push out of Washington, out of Fauci, out of Biden, out of the ruling elite class, pushing these vaccines. And again, as he points out, the kids aren't at risk. They're not at risk of contracting COVID, not at risk of dying from COVID. They are at risk from the vaccines. And I was going to, I probably will sometime next few weeks, regale you with a few, of a few stories of young children who, I mean, were healthy one day and got, the, got a vaccine because their parents were so anxious to get them vaccinated and, and, and lost their child, lost their child. And it's not just that he's saying these things, I urge you to really, truly, deeply consider what other motive could be driving him because there's no good answer to some, some uh, nefarious motive that's driving him. He's, he's speaking out of concern and care and the people driving the vaccines and pushing the vaccines, I will say there, there's a cabal at the top who are just, you know, they've decided long ahead of time. We're going to be talking about this more over the, this year about how long this um, pandemic has been pan planned, um, how long this pandemic has been rehearsed ahead of time, uh, why there were patents on some of the vaccines preceding the alleged bursting on the scene of COVID uh, in 2020. We're gonna be talking a lot about a lot of that stuff, but right now, when you talk about my New Year's resolutions idea in the start of the show, there is a push for these vaccines that is irrational, irrational, even for adults. If it's, you know, for most adults, over 99% um, percent rate of survival from COVID, for basically everyone, plenty of efficacious treatments, but the mission of the, uh, I mean, it's the pharmaceutical industry mission. It is a mission of Dr. Fauci and others. We're gonna be talking about more in the next few weeks. It's the mission to push this without regard to facts. In fact, when facts are raised, like what he's raising, he's just saying, and you can, you can hear in his demeanor, he's, you know, he's rational, he's well-informed, he's well-educated, he understands the issues. He's trying to say, please don't do this to children. What are you doing? He actually, even though he himself is vaccinated, uh, and that's the choice of many adults, there are now countless doctors pointing out that at this point, you know, now that we give what we know about the lethality, the lack of lethality for most people out of COVID, the grotesque exaggerations out of the CDC and other parallel uh, organizations and countries around the world exaggerating COVID deaths and the efficacy and availability of all sorts of treatments why are we still in this panic mode about COVID and about the vaccines? And why are we now talking? Biden's now talking still about the idea we may just have to have, you know, a vaccine passport to get to fly, like fly on an airplane, like you can't go, you can't travel anymore. And on top of that, there's talk very recently out of Washington about the idea that maybe even for those who don't fly, they just want to drive across country, you know, border stops between states, checking your COVID passport, your COVID vaccine passport. People, this is a, an agenda of monstrous proportions. I try, I, I, you know, I have an hour, four days a week to tell you, I have guests I can bring in. Oh, by the way, uh, this Thursday, and now we have Thursday shows for everybody, not just members. We have Dr. Brian or Artis joining us in studio. He's been one of the national spokespersons. Uh, uh, he's a doctor here in Dallas and one of the national spokespersons talking about uh, how the treatments that are uh, pushed by and advocated for by Dr. Fauci and others have actually been dangerous and caused death. And I'll tell you this, you can 
read all you want. You can read different sources. You can believe different sources. You can think, you know, Fauci should be uh, eligible for sainthood. You can think he's wrong and bad. But there has never been an episode in American history in which the study of a disease, the opinions of educated, experienced doctors have been so maligned and mocked and ridiculed by the ruling class medical community. This is unprecedented. What the medical community is doing, not just a doc like Dr. Malone, but doctors who early on were trying to raise their hands and say, hey, 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 I discovered hydroxychloroquine works great. Let's use this. It's helping my COVID patients. They were attacked by the medical boards in their states. They were punished. They were silenced. They were mocked. I mean, this happened to doctors I know, doctors I know who are friends and other doctors around the country trying to say, hey, inhale budesonide works great. Helps if you're having trouble breathing with COVID as many of the serious cases did involve that problem of people having a hard time getting oxygen. And yet those doctors mocked and ridiculed. There's an agenda going on here out of Dr. Fauci and those in the you know, cabal, pharmaceutical, CDC, FBA, uh, FDA, um, you know, cabal is a good word. They're just saying, you, the American people, aren't entitled to the facts. We are going to mock those who tell you the facts. We're going to shut them down. We're going to tell you the only course possible is what we're telling you. We're going to ignore medical evidence, studies out of all sorts of prominent institutions that verify other solutions are available. This has never occurred and I, in American history. And I'm going to hit on, to me, I'll tell you the things I see, the top three issues that are of most danger. And I, I will close out the show, my first show, 2022, close out the show. I want to urge you to think about, you know, COVID and policy flow, flowing from that, whether you lose your freedom to travel, and you will, unless we stand up and fight now. COVID, border security, when you have this, in fact, the border security issue kind of proves the COVID point. And the, the now the southern border, we've had, what is it, like 2 million people have come across the southern border. We don't enforce the border. There very few of them are tested for COVID. And so you have the people in Washington tell you that five-year-olds in kindergarten need to get a vaccine, but millions of people from countries unknown can pour across our border and the government does nothing, nothing. I mean, once in a while they catch a few and maybe they give a few tests. It's a largely unregulated, uncontrolled border in which people who could be not only positive and from a COVID test, but actually have the disease actually be sick with COVID-19. And those people enter, flown around the country, plop down in places everywhere. And, and, we, and, and that just kind of sits and is okay. This just can't be okay with us, my friends. So we'll talk more about COVID. So to me, the big issues facing the future, facing for this 2022 year and, and the future of freedom right now in America, it is uh, most certainly COVID, what happens with there. It is border security and it is election fraud. And those three things will really shape whether we get, we emerge of the country um, after the 2022 elections and, and going forward. Green New Deal is gonna be a huge piece too. Um, I wanna close out the show by saying, you know, I, I said at the beginning that I, I think, you know, I, I feel blessed beyond words that I have the opportunity to do this show. I, I really do. I mean, I, I, my you know, background, I'm, you know, lived all over the country, grew up in New York, practiced law in California, lived in Washington, came to Texas. You know, I've, you know, I've practiced law. I've been a full-time mom. Um, I've done, you know, I've, I've had a rich life. And I, at this point, you know, to me, having the opportunity to spend time Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time, trying to inspire people to recognize that this beloved, precious country, the country created by the Declaration of Independence and then embellished and developed by the Constitution, it is the most extraordinary experiment in human liberty ever on planet Earth. And this is, America really was, I mean, I know it's a leftist mockery point whenever conservatives say that we're the beacon of freedom, we're the, you know, we're the ones who show the world that people can live in freedom, but we really are. America really is that. And America, the idea, the ideology behind it, it is what is under attack from the American left. The AOCs, the Bernie Sanders, the, you know, the whole uh, cabal of people who have joined on to the big government march toward controlling all of America. 
and you know they call themselves a Democrat party, but they're not. I mean, there, there is no traditional Democrat, you know, pro-union party. That is a, that is a, you know already long gone. The Democrat Party today has embraced the ideology of Marxism, socialism, communism. It's what, and they don't wear it as a label. They don't put it on their websites. They don't, you know, proudly wear the pin of the Communist Party. What they're pushing is the destruction of freedom in America. It's the most serious and consequential time to be living. It's a blessing to be living at this time. It's an exciting time to be living. But those who understand America, understand this unique and extraordinary greatness, understand we're the ones showing the world how to live in liberty. Those of us who understand that, it's our job to stand up and speak up and fight like it's 1776. I'll tell you, my seminar, before I go to close out the show today, um, so my um, conference last year, my summit, uh, in September of 2021, um, I had Katie Hopkins, among others, uh, just had stellar speakers, but Katie Hopkins spoke. And uh, one thing she talked about, you know, she, Katie Hopkins, if you don't know that name, you should Google her. She writes at frontpage.com. She's a great writer, frontpage.com, but she's a British citizen. And, you know, she is a freedom fighter and she's spoken up and she's watched the Islamization of the United Kingdom. And she, you know, she's watched what we're, you know, just the hint of what just passed in our Congress long ago happened in the UK. Just a kind of deference and submission to the uh, Islamic um, ideology, culture, rules, uh, all about what Islam brought to UK. Katie Hopkins tried to speak up and say, you know, um, actually this is a problem here. The, you know, sh we, Sharia doesn't really work here in the land of freedom. But, and so she's fought on that issue. She's, she's just spoken up on issues of all kinds. And she comes to America quite often, and she has to sneak in because, because of the variety of um, rules relating to visas and who gets granted visas and all that. But when she spoke at our conference uh, last year in September, one thing she said was, you know, when I talk to people around the world, this is Katie who goes all over the world speaking, people around the world. You hear it in every country. You hear it from people, uh, whether they are Western European countries, she's uh, traveled a great deal in South Africa and South African countries. All of them will say, hang in there, America. Stand up, America. You're a last hope for freedom. People do see America as a leader of freedom. And people around the world who don't live in freedom, who watch their countries tumble over the edge to socialism and Marxism and communism and watch their countries submit to Islamization, those people, they are looking to America and just hoping that somehow America will decide, will recognize what's happening to the world and will recognize we are needed to stand up. America is needed to stand up. This is what Katie says in many, many ways. In fact, on our website, you can still hear her speech. Yeah, I think it's still up at americacanwetalk.org. There's a really on the homepage, a summit thing. You can click on Katie Hopkins and listen to her speech. You know, she talked about that at great length about the world is looking to us. The American left that has allied with the globalists and the World Economic Forum people and the great COVID reset people, those leftists, they think they have won. They think they have won America, that we are now over the cliff and they're winning and, and America's gonna surrender. The beauty of the, just the beautiful history uh, and, and um, ideology that formed America. They think they've won. Katie Hopkins is saying, hang in there, patriots. You gotta fight. One last thing before I go to why it matters to you. Um, also at my summit last year, you can hear his speech. Dr. Robin Armstrong is a doctor in Houston, Texas. He is one who literally saved the lives of dozens of patients in a senior citizen center, a nursing home, who were his patients, he's a doctor, when they had COVID spread through the whole facility. And instead of following the Fauci, not science instructions, instead of following, Fauci said, send him off to the hospital, put him on the respirator, he didn't do that, and the reason he didn't do that is because he'd become aware of a doctor, I think in Nashville or some other state, Tennessee or wherever, uh, who had done that, who just moved the whole nursing home population to the hospital, stuck them on ventilators, and they all died. So he, Dr. Robin Armstrong, said, you know what? I know hydroxychloroquine works. It's a hydroxychloroquine with a link of a few other things, uh, you know, Z-Pak and whatever the other things are the protocol he had in mind, and he treated all of those patients, saved dozens of lives, and yet he's the one who got investigated by the Texas Medical Board for saving their lives because they didn't agree hydroxychloroquine works even though it does.
So at my seminar, at my summit, if you go back to our homepage, americancommunitytalk.org, and click on his speech, one thing he said in there is that this whole COVID episode, you know, where we are right now, we're now in 2022. I just love that. We're in 2022. Where he is speaking September 2021. He's saying, you know, this is not, I mean, he's part of America's Frontline Doctors openly pointing out that the way the American medical institutions and, and medical people in power responded to COVID was dangerous and wrong. And he said they're going to come up with new uh, mutations, new viruses, new vaccines, new boosters, new ways to control your freedom, new ways to frighten you and control your freedom. And he said, and they'll never stop. This will never stop unless you make it stop. So wrapping back around to my opening of the show and my, you know, resolutions, New Year's resolutions for patriots, be part of the crowd to make it stop, to make this cabal of freedom is lost in America forever because of COVID, be part of the ones who stands up and, and refuses to play along, refuses to go along, who stands up for the freedom upon which America was founded. I close every show by telling you about why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we start our show today in the New Year's resolutions. I hope you like them. But my New Year's resolutions um, were, um, I'm summary quick here, a new a greatest generation of Americans is being called. It's time to answer the call. Stand up and speak up to preserve freedom and insist on truth telling. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, local action has national, equals national impact. Neighborhoods, churches, charities, School boards, city councils, state reps, Congress, senators, every place where Americans gathered, where Americans gather, speaking up matters. Refuse to live under lies. Tune out legacy media and YouTube and Facebook. They are propaganda for the ruling class. Resist manufactured fear and pen the pandemic porn. Demand action to fully address election integrity. Dump all uniparty incumbents and candidates who do not know what time it is in America. And there are many of them, of both parties. Navigate around censorship, find, share, and stick with alternative media voices, such as America Can We Talk. America never loses if American patriots fight. And on Democrat censor speech and established religion, bowing to the squad, including Ilhan Omar, as ringleader and acting largely under the radar, Democrat-controlled Congress has passed the equivalent of the Cairo Declaration, making it effectively illegal in America to insult Islam. To be precise, that is the goal. This is this is the goal. They're, they didn't accomplish that with this bill, but they're way down the path with doing it. This is tantamount to ending free speech relating to Islam or its founder. This is how Islam can be imposed on a country, despite most Americans' lack of awareness or consent of virtual establishment of religion, if one religion cannot be criticized. And that is exactly what it is. If you can criticize Christianity, everybody else except Islam, you're establishing religion. Americans, including the non-religious, must wake up and ask themselves, why would Democrats consider it okay to promote relentless mockery of Christianity, evangelicals, and the religious right, but, for, but forbidden to insult Islam. Where will this lead? And on the inventor of mRNA vaccines taken off Twitter, Dr. Robert Malone is the inventor of mRNA vaccines, the COVID vaccines. He himself is vaccinated and he is warning about documented dangerous side effects from the vaccines, malfeasance by government public health officials and blocking alternate therapies and most important right now to him, vaccination of children as completely unjustified as a matter of science or health. Yet social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter have banned Malone from commenting on the vaccines. There is no good explanation for such censorship. Vaccination mandates are pure madness at best and sinister at worst. I'll close the show by saying, However you're watching this show, I strongly encourage you to begin watching it on my website, americacanwetalk.org. It goes live every day out of the website. It also, on the website, you can go back later, watch past shows, watch past interviews, read our blog, read our Why It Matters feature. We're on, the website is actually undergoing a big transition. Uh, it's going to be even better in, in just a few weeks or maybe a month or so, but even better, have a lot of new stuff in it. I urge you to go there. It's a great place for patrons 
is to read stories, learn things, share our website uh, with others, if you would, americacanwetalk.org. In closing out, I'll say to be um, part of the America Can We Talk team, I would love if you would join. Uh, you, many of you have been, have in some way been involved with our show. You will be receiving an email inviting you to join. We're gonna have one simple membership level to start with, $50 a year, 5 dollars a year, very inexpensive, and it will get you that membership involvement I mentioned earlier. I also encourage you to go to our website and click on the word subscribe. I have a once a week free newsletter. And when you hit subscribe, all it does is put you on the email list. I do not abuse that list. I do not send out endless emails. I send once a week, once a week, a, a newsletter about the shows in the previous week, links to things so you can find the newsletters also undergoing kind of a transition. And the last thing, I'm gonna have more information for you tomorrow. We're gonna to start using our texting app more and more. So if you're listening and you haven't done this yet, you should send a text. You can send a text to 53445 to 53445 and in the body of the text just put the word America. No punctuation, nothing else, America, and then you can, oh thank you very much Mr. Becker, um, then you can uh, join our texting team. We're going to be doing some texting fun um, and, and uh, have polling and just a more way to stay involved and stay in touch uh, with me and with America Can We Talk. I'll close out the show by telling you I always try to say at the close of every show, I appreciate, I want to thank Real News PR, where I do this show, Real News Communication Network. Thank Mr. Becker, the endlessly patient um, and wonderful new producer. Um, I've just been so glad he's been incredibly helpful to getting this show rocking and rolling. Also want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to America Community Talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. America, can we talk truth about America?